Hello, everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. Our opening song features Reach for the Stars from Cyclone's new album, Showtime, available on all music stores and platforms. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are servants of the new age, the time of prophecy, the time of the ascending sixth sun. We are a platform for alchemists and multidimensional souls. We connect with many planes of reality and assist the awakening journey. We are pure light, transmitters of high vibrational light out into reality. Our shows are held on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or you can use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com and include the phone number you'll be using to call the show. All of our podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, cview1111.net. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. to see you 2022. Today we have seen with the empowering treatise Nicole Myers Henderson. We are in the midst of an unprecedented time in human evolution where we are seeing a global shift in consciousness occurring in the matter of a few generations. Today is the powerful 99 portal where strong energy flows are experienced. We are feeling compassion and wisdom, but it's also an energy of ending and completion, and many emotions can rise up of that. This portal brings itself intense and highly charged energy and it's a wake-up call to review the past, resolve all issues and clear all karmic energy. There is a big desire in humanity for clarity, for making life-changing decisions, for extremely vivid dreams and emotions. And now let's Nicole to the show so she can help us understand a little bit more about these changes, this shift 
and we're going to take our callers today and help them with anything that they can uh, that they need help with. Nicole, remind us to breathe in and breathe out so we can have a stronger connection with our own spirit and with her. Remember, you can always contact Nicole directly at Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E-M-F-A-M-E-R-Y-Henderson.com. Follow her on Facebook, Twitter, all social media, and replay this episode as many times as you want. It's always free. Okay, Nicole, thank you for calling and for being here with us and for helping us understand these times, these emotions, everything that we are going through. You know, we are humans. We are living a human experience. One of my thoughts I had this week was, isn't it daunting that we are in this world and we actually don't know who we are? Like, we are always stopping ourselves and finding out that whatever we thought we are, we're not. And we are in this journey of finding ourselves. But it, it, to me, it's amazing that we don't know it ourselves. How can that be? Hi, Claudia. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. It's always a pleasure to be back here on Seaview. Uh, um, it's interesting that, that you bring that up to start with. And I really love how, how organic our shows are. Um, so you bringing this up is, is, I think, imperative. Most of us spend our lives following a certain path. And often that path is triggered by other people in our lives from our childhood on. So as you say, some people don't really know who they are. It's often because they have listened to other people, watched other people walk through life, and they forget what, why it is they chose to come here in this present time. So part of C, infinitely, is in teaching people how to find that kernel of power or magic inside of themselves. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, I think that you're right now. We're, from the beginning of time, humans have always been faced with adversity. And I say humans, humans, animals, plants, everything. And we can't separate anything from anything else. We're all energy and we're all connected. So what makes now any different from any other time in the past? Well, I can't say that it is because if we just look at the word challenge, we're all faced with some things that provoke us to uh, evolve in our life practices or in our spiritual practices, whatever that might be. So we're here right now for a reason. And there are big things happening in the world. And it, what we do today will depend, will tell us what's going to happen in the future or how we're going to handle, how humans are going to handle, humans, animal, and other life are going to handle things on this planet as we move forward. So I like to think seven or more generations ahead when I'm living this life. It's like how, does, how will everything I say and do affect all life forms from here forward? So I hope that's something that other people are mindful of. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a huge responsibility, right? Like, we don't affect our lives only. Everything we think, everything we do, it goes everywhere. Exactly. And just as a, to let you know, my voice, my vocal cords kind of feel like they're a little stressed today. I picked up on some energy before the call, so it may be one of the callers is holding some energy in, but my throat feels a little bit blocked, if you notice, and I'm sure once we take that caller and address the issue, it should clear up. So then I think we should go ahead and get the caller. So uh, let's start with Bryn. He's calling from New York, and he's Take my call, user. Thank you for using. Hi, Bryn. Hello. Hi. Hi. This Hi. is uh, Bryn. Hi. Hi, Nicole. Hi. My name is Bryn, B-R-Y-N, uh, from uh, New York City. Calling in from New York City. <laughs> Great to have you, Bryn. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, so I feel like I've been going through, um, I guess, a transition from kind of being feeling muffled to something come in the in the fall, more of a spiritual movement going. And I just want to get maybe some confirmation on that. Somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I just kind of ran your, your name before, before you came on. And the energy showed up as transient, ischemic, like you're, you're in the midst of, um, it's almost like, feeling whether you're um, not not in harm's way, but in really being intentional about what it is you're trying to do and how what's happening in the world may actually affect you or how you're mm-hmm. going to let things that are happening in the world affect your body. But it did show up that you were evolved, and there's something about your energy being obsolete. So <laughs> you were – so something – Something in that energy is like whatever it is that you're going to be doing, you're bringing something back. You're you're bringing something in that hasn't been seen in a while. Um, okay. And I say in a while, you know, it could be could be 50, 60, 100 years that that humans haven't seen whatever this is. So something you're going to be doing is being able to tap into could be shamanic energy, um, and really getting back to back to nature will be helpful. I feel really emotional about it. Um, The word apparent came up, and I I wrote it both ways, like a parent, like being a parent to children or a child, but but I wrote it first as a parent, A-P-A-R-E-T. And it's like whatever this is has been right before you all along, and you've been – it's like, you know when you're – you have water in a bowl, and you put your hand on top of the water, and you can feel it dancing under your hand, and it's really it's right. nice and soft, and it's right there. Right. Well, it's like your gifts, whatever it is you're going to be doing, has been right there. I can feel it. It's soft. You don't have to work hard at it, um, and it's excitable. And what's really good about your energy and what you're going to be doing is that you're not only playful, but you have a serious side. So people, people will understand that you'll be very dedicated to it, and that it's not to be feared, and that you know what you're talking about. So there's something about really um, people understanding you that makes you feel better. It's like you don't have to be tested. You don't have to put yourself through the ringer to try to force anything. Uh, interesting. So bring it, it, it's interesting bringing something back from some 
ancient time? It's like yeah, it feels that way. Oh wow, yeah, it's kind of it's interesting because you mentioned shamanic, and before the show, you know, I was, I was kind of trying to form what I wanted to talk about, and uh, a part of me was, you know, I've always felt uh, connected to Native American culture and indigenous cultures within myself, and I feel, uh, you know, I, I, I was going to ask also about, you know, getting into shamanism a little more. I, I used to be, um, you know, I, I had traveled with a Native American medicine man and a group of people way back when, and his name was Sunbear, and he was a very, he was like a, a visionary. He could see into the future. He had a, a, um, a, a relationship with the thunder beings. So people would call him from all around the world where there was drought, and he would do ceremonies to bring rain. So it, I, I was always fascinated in the shamanic culture. Do you think it's something that I should study a little more or get back to? Because I haven't been kind of approaching it for a while. Absolutely, and there's something about, uh, well, I happen to be familiar with Sun Bear, one of the first yeah. wet lodges I went to, I did right. with a shaman out of New York, it was Otisville, New York, that was the first lodge I went to, and he right. had actually studied with Sun Bear, so wow. <laughs> um, that's, that's nice that, that the universe brings us full circle or brings us into connection with each other, but the thing yeah. that came up, it's interesting, it has to do with language, and and mm. it's not necessarily the verbal language. It's, it, this is something that I've been working on for a while, and it has to do with the language of energy, that in energy there is information. It's jam-packed with right. data. And being able to listen to it and understand it, is it feels like that's a gift that you'll have. So it's okay. kind of like reading hieroglyphics. But there's something about... Uh, imagery and being able to translate uh, energy into information. So I'd say looking at energy language, light language, anything like that. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes when when I look at a flower or I pick up a crystal or stone, I feel something about it. It's like there's an energy in it and it's, um, and it's almost like I'm, trying to hear what it's trying to say to me or there's a curiosity about it, so that it's giving off some kind of energy and and I haven't got to the what the language is yet but I I'm, I'm feeling kind of that what you're talking about you know kind of the we well, experiment of, Bryn. um yeah. so I'll give you just a, a snippet of a story I plant everything around us communicates they right. just have their own language their own energy language and there was a day when I was sitting talking to a friend. She was very angry about um, somebody that we had worked with that owed us uh, money. And yeah. I was sitting facing this plant, and I'm, I don't know whether I shared it on the last show or not, but I was facing the plant. She was to my left, and she was so angry, I couldn't help but feel that anger. And that was emanating from me. Then it got me angry. And the next thing we know, this plant that's sitting across from me is shaking as if there's an earthquake. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. said to her, I, I said, please look at that plant. Can you tell me whether whether the earth is shaking? And she said, no. And I said, is the porch shaking? And she said, no. And I mm. said, is the wind blowing? And she said, no. 
And then I realized that the anger, the energy that we were emanating, that the plant was picking up on it, and it was afraid because I was that that angry. So as soon as I stopped and said, I love you, I'm not angry at you, the plant stopped shaking. Wow, that's wild. You can practice. Choose a plant or a tree that you can sit sit next to. Or or nobody has to know what you're doing. Lean against the tree, put your hands on it, close your eyes. Mm And breathe. Breath work is really important. And then imagine that you're a tree right along with it, anchoring your roots into the earth. And Uh what you do, you're not trying to force your energy into the tree. What you're doing is welcming the tree into you. Uh So you're saying, so in my mind, I use the term show me. So when I put my hands on something, whether it's plant, an animal, human, whatever, and I say show me and my eyes are closed, as soon as a picture forms, in my mm-hmm. mind's eye, like right above my eyebrows, as soon as I see it in my mind's eye, I'm in. I'm connected to it. Wow, I so love that. I practice, like that. Yeah. practice doing that, but also okay. practice by asking a question of the plant or tree, whatever it is, and then sit in breath, and all you're saying, you're just holding that term in mind, show me, right. and the truth, the truth or the answers, the information will come. That's oh, just wonderful. a high-speed version of connecting. Uh, thank you. No, it's great talking with you. You're very unique in how you read people. I, I really love talking to you. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, so thank you Bryn. Great to have you. Take care. Thank you, Bryn. Okay, so now we're going to continue being in New York, and we're going to bring Rose to the show. Hi, Rose. Hello. How are you today? Excellent. I hope you are. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it's a nice day. Um, I'm doing well. Okay. How can I help you? Do you have a couple of questions for me today? Um, well, yeah, I always have a couple of questions. I'm just trying to see how to word them. Um, I, I guess... Um, I have a uh, nonprofit, and um, I'm working on that. And I just was wondering if what you see um, coming to be. I'm, I've been working on it for quite a while now, um, and uh, I was just wondering about fundraising. If you, I had a couple ideas. Um, I don't know. I don't just see. I guess just to see what you see. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like so. I, I pick up on a little bit of irritation around the nonprofit, and it could be. Um, yeah, you know, it could be. Doing a nonprofit business when you have something in mind and you and you are trying to make a difference in the world, there are a couple of things to be mindful of, and it, and it's you know what is it. It, am I getting, do I get joy out of doing this type of work? And then the other side of it is, is there anyone that's going to help me? And it almost feels like you spend a lot of time doing things on your own. Like there, it's, um, like I feel like yeah, you're, you're, pretty fle- you're pretty flexible. Uh, mm-hmm. The word short comes up, S-H-O-R-T. Now, what does short have to do? Short came up first, and then the word flexible. Short and flexible, short yet flexible. So even though you're flexible, it feels as if this has to do with time, time, timing. 
time of transition. Okay, so it feels like being really clear on what it is you're trying to do, and that's I feel like you're falling short of that. You're missing something. Uh, right. It, feel, it, it feels as if, like, whatever you've been trying to do, like other people or other people's ideas have been steering you, so you're it's kind of losing track of your initial inspiration. Um, so what was mm-hmm. it that inspired you to do this to begin with? Um, well, I read about it in a magazine, this type of, it's a, it's a community cafe, um, and it's a nonprofit where, you know, you pay what you can. Um, I just know that if I had that actually when I was younger, because we grew up, we didn't have much, um, especially when it came to healthy food and things like that. So um, I just thought this model was so great and, and didn't have no stigma attached to it, where you could just come in, have a, a nice meal and pay what you can give, um, and you can volunteer too. So uh, that's my vision. I've always wanted to open up this cafe, um, and I've been working on it for quite a many many years. And now we're doing uh, like now we're doing classes and stuff at, at an office space. It's not what I envisioned. I envisioned that to be in in a cafe setting, not in a office setting. So, um, and I've had so many people help me or, or not follow through, um, you know, fall off, you know, help for a little while, then leave, um, because it's not an easy um, thing to do. It's not, well, it's not just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. So it, the word accountability did come up, and it's like holding people accountable. However, there's something, this is where I think the word flexible shows up. Honey, it'd be nice if you'd end up keeping the same people that are there. However, I wonder if you would consider, maybe invite you into considering the pay it forward process, which means that those who come in that want a good meal, that you invite them into volunteering and yeah. and mm-hmm. and teach them somehow so that Knowing that they're going to leave, whether they leave after the first meal or whether they stay for 10 or whether they are there for 100, that it mm-hmm. shouldn't matter. That putting putting weight and energy into expecting everyone to stay is where you. I feel like you lose breath. You lose your energy with the project. So there may, right. I'm wondering if there's some way in having someone take take part in this take part in the training or you imagine having a hostess that the hostess is the one that oversees making sure that that person gets their first meal or that they actually invite them into an application process, which is we're going to invite you in for your first meal. So, and we'd love for you to learn the process and maybe invite you to volunteer certain number of of meals here. And then, and then some, so they're, paying it again paying it right, forward right. but you're not expecting them to stay too long does that feel does that help you to feel better and help you to breathe a little bit better um i mean you imagine imagine a rolling stone collects no moss only a high shine so if your nonprofit is constantly a rolling stone inviting new people you have new and exciting energy in there all the time Right. Um, well, we don't have a cafe, so I don't have that yet. Um, I don't. That's what, that's the, the issue. I seem not to be able. Well, I don't know. I I I need help 
people to help me raise the money for the cafe. But I understand what you're saying because it's accountability and other ca- cafes that are run like this um, do require people to volunteer in order to get a meal. And um, we, we don't want to be a handout. We want to be a hand up. So there are ways right. that people uh, give back um, by volunteering or, or enrolling into one of our programs or even learning new skills. So it's more like a, uh, I see it as a more of a community cafe, not just coming in for a meal and leaving. I, I never really envision it like that, and that's not really how they're, they're run uh, the, like that way. You know, but I'm well, just, just curious. I don't, yeah, go ahead. Keep in mind you're not everybody else. So even if others are run a certain way, um, giving yourself the flexibility to choose the way you want to run your business is going to be important. New, unique, exciting, uh, inviting, um, less drudgery, less heavy-weighted, burdensome kind of energy would feel oh. better. Now, let's talk about funding. Have you have you gone to SCORE or a think tank um, to sit down and talk talk your stuff through? Yeah, I've been um, to SCORE. They don't uh, really help with nonprofits. They just do regular businesses. I've been to many uh, places. I've been to other organizations. I've been uh, I've been doing this for many years, so I've met a lot of people and networking. Um, but I haven't really had a concrete. Uh, you know, we do have some funding for our wellness program. We did get a couple of funders with that. Um, but uh, to raise money, we need quite a bit. So um, I'm not really, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not versed in everything. So. Um, I need to reach out to more, uh, you know, sponsors and, and different things like that. But, um, yeah, we don't have to get into all that. Actually, it probably does aggravate me. <laughs> well, yeah, it does, and I could feel it. I felt the irritation before we started. So, um, Claire, what I'm hearing, it's really important for for you to clarify what it is you want and how it brings you joy and what you want to accomplish over the next five to ten years. Okay. The other is that I hear is really important, which is structure, structure and organization. Well, SCORE may not be able to lead you directly to the investors. However, they can help you with structure. And, and it's important for you to be clear on what you want that structure to look like. Again, I would invite you to, to look at the idea that your business does not have to look the same as everybody else's. You can take right. the components that will help right. you. However, um, it's, I think that getting past the irritation of it is going to be important and then not rushing yourself because this, this is a pretty big deal. This isn't something you want to – you've been doing it for a long time. However, right. it still feels as if you need it, – that it lacks some structure and clarity. Not trying to tick you off. It's just right. a reminder that, that everything happens in its proper time. Okay. Right. And and looking yeah. at your life and saying I'm getting too old or I'm getting old and or this is getting old. It's okay. How about if we invite the universe into looking at it? We look at it as this Lord or something better. Meaning that it's either this the way I want it done or show me what's better. Show me and bring those people into my life that are going to help me make it happen because this is not something you want to do by yourself. No. So if you've been looking for those people, you've got to you've got to take a deep breath and invite the universe into bringing the right people to you. 
we don't always have to go out and scratch and climb and dig all by ourselves. If we just, uh, the universe loves to do this dance with us. If you're not inviting the universe in, God, God source, whatever you want to call it, then you're scratching, clawing, and trying to do it all yourself. And that's where a lot of the irritation is coming from. You often, when we're in that anger and irritation, we're exciting atoms in a negative way. We're forcing or repelling that energy away from us. So we want to right. shift our energy out of anger and irritation and into enlightenment, peace, grace, love, joy. We want those energies because that's when the universe says, yeah, now I want to play with you. Right, right. Yeah, I got you. I understand what you're saying. All right. That sounds good. Um, All right, then. And I'm uh, happy to do a full reading for you another time if you need help. I do. I have a full array of business coaching, paperwork, and all kinds of stuff that we can dig into. Oh, okay. All right. I'll look on your website then. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, honey. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye now. Okay, so now we're going to go to Georgia, and we're going to bring Take My Call user, Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. And you? I am better and better. Awesome. How can I help you today? Yes, so my question is about... um, my job search. I had upskilled in instructional design, and I was interviewing because um, I thought I had left the field of teaching. Um, I got interviews, but I wasn't hired. But there was a gentleman that reached out to me in reference to a teaching job, and um, I went to the interview. They really liked me, and I'm just waiting to hear. Um, just wanted to know, you know, am, am I going on the right path right now? Okay, the first thing, just as you started talking, the word no came up, and it was pretty bold. Um, So through instructional design and your interviews, the word that I hear is temporary. So when we look at the word temporary, the first, the initial reaction is, well, I feel like I've been touched in the gut, and I want something more permanent. I want to, I'm looking for safety and security. I want to know that I can provide for myself. Um, in my life, and I think that there's something more important. There's a couple of things that are more important right now. One is the universe needs time to do a little fancy footwork on the back end. Doing something temporary for right now, the universe that time, to get into the, the meat and potatoes of things, kind of pulling the right things together. The other is that now may not be the right time for you to do that because every step you take is a stepping stone to somewhere else. And inviting yourself into that process of relaxing into something, enjoying something even for a short period of time, feels like that is far more important than fearing any outcome if I don't get that permanent job or that something lasting or that I can't, I feel like I can't provide for myself. There's something really magical about life if we just pay attention to the idea that the universe provides for everything and everyone, okay? That's not to say that you're not supposed to do something with your life or your time. It just means that trusting that there is a higher power at work in your life 
feels like that's something you need to be focusing your energy on. Trusting, trusting in the magic, inviting the universe into showing you what that magic is. It's like, what if, Kimberly, you were to say to the universe, this is what I would love to do in this instructional design. I'd love to go to work for a company. And I want to be clear about the energy that that company brings into my life. So maybe you sitting down and writing out a list of things that you want, like authenticity, transparency. You want them to love you. You want to love them. It's like a wish list that you're writing. You're saying that in order for my energy to be matched up where this is exciting and playful and fun and I can sink my teeth into it every day and never get tired of the work, that you have to be clear about the energy that the company carries with it, okay? If you're just walking into a company and you're trying to apply and it doesn't work out, then you have to know that the universe is trying to protect you and that you should be focusing on that good, like what you want that company to stand for. So maybe knowing what you stand for, what you are trying to do with your life, how long you think you want to do this. I mean, really getting clear about those things. But the other is, let's go back to just taking a stepping stone, you know, taking one step. Um, Is there anything that you would love to do short-term, temporarily, that would you would find exciting and fun? Well, um, when you were talking about, you know, sitting down writing, I, I did do that. So you're spot on on that because what I realized is that I was just using instructional design to leave a toxic work situation. Okay. And I realized that I still do like teaching, and that could be a stepping stone because right now, I'm in a Ph.D. program to become a board-certified behavior analyst because what I found is what I've been teaching, I help students understand their behavior, and I did more with counseling more than anything, and that's exciting to me. Okay, perfect. So that, and that actually, when you talk about that, I feel like I went from being punched in the gut to being like my gut expands, like my the lower lobes of my lungs actually feel like they got oxygen for the first time in a long time. So you, we don't realize that sometimes our, well, I say sometimes, our thoughts and our emotions will determine the forces that will either distort or create peace in our lives, that will bring experiences into our lives that are actually better for us. So... You finding that clarity was key. Okay, that's that was imperative for you. Yeah, so I agree. I'd say, I'd say giving yourself the latitude, giving yourself some flexibility there to really play with, you know, if you're talking about this PhD program, sinking your teeth into something and knowing that you're creating, there's something about independence that feels really good for you. Mm-hmm. So creating a structure in your life that will always provide for you time and time again until you're ready to walk away from it. Anything that you put your energy into that leads to that you creating your own security, your own sense of security is important. That feels good. Yeah, I agree. Totally. 
Yeah, the other yeah. working for a company, I mean, I feel like going, going into interviews, I feel like it just sucks the wind right out of my, my body. So I'm feeling <laughs> what your body feels when you think about it. Yeah, that's why I think that's why that big no kind of flung out of the ceiling at me as soon as you started talking. It was like, you know, you're going in the wrong direction. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. I'm I'm glad that's just confirmation because when like I said, when I journal for clarity, I understood that going into that field was just um like an escape route. Is it really wasn't anything that was part of my destiny. Well, honey, you know what I think of it? It comes up that you're, there are components of that instructional design that you can use, that you can implement into whatever it is you're, you're going, going to be doing. So if, you're, if there's something that entices you to study something in, that has to do with instructional design, you should be able to, to harvest um, things out of that to be able to put to work in what you're going to end up doing long term. So again, look at stepping stones. Imagine that there, each step you take, there's like this invisible stone that just catches you and you learn something more and you roll with it and you move on and you take another stepping stone. And, and you're, I think that I feel like you're going to be cared for, that your money will be there, but really focusing on the things that make you happy are, are, and that you know that you, you have, that you're strong in. Let me put it that way. Most people will force themselves down a path where they know nothing about it. Well, I have to go to college for this, and I have to study this, and I say bull. That's not – we force ourselves into situations where we create that negative energy, and, and the things that we really love and want get forced away from our – out of our focus, okay? So do what you feel best doing. I feel like that is going to be your saving grace. Okay, I will. I will. Any more questions? Um, just, do you have anything general for me? You need to play. <laughs> <laughs> Life got too darn serious, honey. You really need to take some time, whether it's to walk in the park or go sit sit on a dock and put your feet in the water or take, grab a chair and sit out under a tree and read a book. You know, it just feels like, get a, and moving your body is good too, whether it's tennis or something, rebound by a rebounder that you can jump and knock some of that schmutz that's hung up in your, your uh, endocrine system. Um, it feels like movement is going to be good as well. So peace, slowing things down a little bit, not being so serious, and, um, and then moving that body, breaking some of that energy loose. Increases okay. happy endorphins. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kimberly. You're welcome, honey. Take care. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Nicole, you're so right. I have currently, I have a job that I really, really enjoy. But the first job that I agreed to, I mean, it was an awful job, an awful schedule, the payment was very, very bad, but I took it because I needed just the tools to do the work that I do right now. I, I knew I, I did not have the experience that some companies require, so it was like a stepping stone for me to get what I'm, where I am right now. So 
And it only took me like six months to learn. So I know it was, you can think of six months of misery, but I just played with it. It was like, okay, this is giving me something. I know it's not, not forever. So sometimes life is like that. You start with little things to get to where you want. Right. There were, I was in um, in the racing industry. Well, I started out, I have a long list of things that I've done in my life. We could say I'm a jack-of-all-trades master of maybe a few. <laughs> the, the one, I spent some time in the racing industry, and I ended up patenting a race car simulator training system comparable to NASA flight simulation. And while I was there, I learned that my body, like if the guys were talking about the race cars and they'd say, yeah, I need to pick up a tenth of a second, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do that in order to make the race? My body, I could hone in on the car and close my eyes and I'd be able to see the inner workings of the car and figure out which parts of the car needed to be tweaked. And so while in there, the teams got to know what I could do. Well, when I ended up leaving the racing industry, I left forlorn, dejected, upset, pissed off, because there were probably a thousand companies infringing on my patent, and I didn't have the money to fight them. And I remember sitting down and praying, and I said, what am I supposed to do with this, God? You know, I've put a lot of energy into it. I've put other people's money into it. I'm letting people down. And the answer I got was, you learned what you needed to learn in that industry. It's not about the patent. It's not about the money. This, is, this was a learning experience so that you could perfect and master your sensory skills to put them to work somewhere else. Where do you want to put them to work? And I said, well, I love animals. Not overly fond of humans, but I mean, I love them enough that I would do this work. And I love science. And I want to prove that intuition isn't something mystical, magical, woo-woo, that it actually, that science and intuition should be amalgamated, that people need to pay attention to that stuff. And the universe said, well, what, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to get my master's degree. And what I heard was, well, why don't you do that? So when I let go of the idea that I had to accomplish my goals in the racing industry, I then came out and went on to the next chapter of my life, wrote my book, got my master's degree, got, now I've got other books that are sitting here on my computer to do something with. And, and so we don't have to force ourselves down a certain path if we just invite ourselves to be a little more flexible and know that everything we do leads to something else, that there, it's, there is no destination unless you're trying to push yourself to slide up, to skid up to the grave and fall in. This mm -hmm. is really enjoying and savoring every moment, everything we learn, every life we touch, every life that touches us. Does it make sense? It does. Thank you. So we're going to get one question now from the chat room. So this is uh, the chat room name of this person is Joy, Fun, and Happiness. And she or he says, I want to attract a permanent position that pays me more than enough money, and I may be moving by October. So I am wondering about guidance to attract the position. I have no idea where I would move to because I'm trying to attract employment to get a place. I may have to move in with relatives until I save up money. Any um, advice? 
Okay, so interesting. More than enough money. So the universe loves it when we are when we are solid in our thoughts. As opposed to more than enough money makes me think of an ocean where the waves come in and crash on the beach and then suck the sand out from under your feet and they go back out and they come back in. That that is that more than enough energy. So the, in order for the universe to bring us that position or lead us to the place where we want to, where we would thrive and and live in joy, some numbers on that. So I would invite joy, fun, and happiness to consider putting a solid number on what kind of money they want to make. Then the other is, what do I love to do? What if it's just writing children's books? What if it's uh, just painting? What if it's pottery? Or what if it's being a mechanic, working under the hood of a car? Or what if it's working for animals? It's like, you got to know what it is that trips your trigger. And, and if it's a number of things, then you invite the universe into giving them, give the universe that firm number like, I want to make at least, let's say, $100,000 a year, or I want to make a million dollars a year, but I only, want, I only want to give my time to five very important influential people. You're going to take that million dollars and divide it by five. Then you know how much money you would need to charge those five clients to get your million dollars so that you could just show up and be your best self and do what you love to do. So I, it feels like, the I don't know what I want is, well, who are you? Who are you at your core? Where do you see your strengths? Where do you know you, you have weaknesses? And we don't have to shy away from our weaknesses. We can invite the universe into putting us into situations or leading us into situations where we can learn and foster or nurture other gifts and abilities. But Knowing what you're best at, like where you are in your highest and greatest good and how incredible it makes you feel to be that, and then inviting the universe into showing you how you can apply your energy into your life would be that next step. So the first is put a dollar figure on it and then decide how much time you want to dedicate to it or how many people you want to be a part of you harvesting that kind of uh, abundance from the universe and then focus on your strengths what it is you know you do really well I know like I know like I know it's not something that will ever leave me because this is who I am at my core like me I love animals I love working with animals but you heard in the last show that a dog that I was going to work with ate my butt up however that doesn't change who I am at my core. I love animals enough that I'd probably be stupid enough to take those same steps. Again, I'll, I won't be stupid and, and not have some healthy boundaries in place or some protocols that are, that are followed through on. But it's, we can, I think clarity is needed here. Don't be afraid to dig deep and put some firm numbers on, on some things because you'll be amazed when you do put some numbers on it and you focus on your strengths magic happens. The universe will start to bring people and things into your life that show you what the universe is capable of. Thank you, Nicole. So now let's go to California and bring Valerie to the show. Hi, Valerie. Hi. 
How's everyone? I'm great. I hope you are. I am, but uh, I had two things. Uh, When you said about the throat, I think you were speaking to me, but I also wanted to ask about relationships. Okay. So uh, let's see. Do you have a specific, well, other than relationship, we can focus on the first part, some emotional stuff that's kind of stuck in the throat area. Uh, Can you clear that? Well, what I, yeah, actually what we can do, let's use, there's a a technique that I use, it's called cellular memory therapy, and it's where we go in and talk to the cells in in the particular area where there's a energy, mismatch of energy. Um, So you can either put your hand on your throat, you don't have to squeeze or anything, you can lay your hand there, or just focus your energy or attention on the throat area. And let's ask, what you're going to do is, you're speaking to your throat as if you're speaking to the trillions of cells that reside within your body. And the number one is trusting them, trusting them to know that they're not going to lie to you. They're always going to tell you the truth. They're always going to give you a tidbit of information that you may, may have been ignoring or, um, or didn't really want to pay attention to. Um, so see, as you focus on that energy in your throat, let's ask, what emotion resides here? I want you to tell me what shows up. I don't, it just feels like there's something there, like, um, I don't know, it feels like, I'm not sure. Take a deep breath. What I feel, there was a word that came up first, and that was safety, like not feeling safe, feeling vulnerable. So ask your throat, is this true? I'm listening to your body, so if for some reason you can't hear it or you don't trust what you're hearing or feeling, I'm still tapping in, okay? So if this is true, if this is about safety or vulnerability, can you confirm and tell me whether you get a yes or a no or anything out of your body? I get a no for safety. Okay, what about vulnerability? Yes. Yeah, there's something about trust and knowing knowing the difference, trusting yourself and knowing the difference because I feel like that feeds into relationship. And that kind of brings up right and wrong, knowing the difference between right and wrong, but it's how it has something to do with how people treat each other. Um, so, okay, there, as I dig in, you've got a, a lot of uh, energy kind of swirling around. There's a lot of static. And one part of it is fearing knowing the difference. Like, how do I know that I'm not going to be hurt or that this that I can trust this person with my love, my energy. And then there's a part of you that that kind of reveals itself. And it, it's, um, there's a dichotomy here. It's like wanting to be in relationship, however, the thing, not letting something be, not letting someone be. It feels like there's a part of you that repels relationship as well. So we've got a part of you that wants relationship and a part of you that does not. 
Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. And fearing whether you'd be making the right decisions. So if you are, so I guess we could say any relationship, whether it's uh, intimate or like sexually intimate or just intimate in that you allow yourself to expose your vulnerabilities to others. There's something, it's like the word trust again keeps coming up time and time again, and I still feel that pressure in the throat area, which is why I feel like I'm having such a hard time saying it. Letting yourself be in relationship without living in expectation of that other person, it's like the two of you bringing your beautiful gifts together to share as opposed to being in relationship and wanting the other person to be somebody other than who or what they are. So it seems like there's a bunch of energy there, Valerie, that requires some looking into. Um, The need for introspection is to decide no matter what has happened in your past, no matter what relationships you've had, that you've grown into the person that you are. And when we view right and wrong, really there is no right, there is no wrong. There only is what is. Now, that may sound a little funny, but it, when I say, when I say letting each other be who you are and really loving someone for that and not trying to change them, brings a sense of peace. So you being who right. you are and what you love, it's a, it's a shared experience as opposed to somebody coming into my life and telling me what I can do and what I can't do and that, I'm, that that's wrong or that's right or I'll love you if. It's, so it's, there's something about you desiring unconditional love in all relationships, this isn't just about intimacy, like physical intimacy. This is this has to do with being vulnerable to other people and trusting that you can stand up and be yourself, love who you are, and share your life with others, no matter how many or no matter for how long. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I feel like with relationship, there's a certain amount of sadness that's been kind of hanging around in your energy field. Uh, probably, yeah, probably because it's been quite a long time. So if you really want people in your life, whether intimately or just um, whether physically intimately or intimately getting to know people, letting your guard down, exposing yourself, but not you know, flashing people. But you, you, do you know what I mean? It's like you yeah, being you yourself and, and not fearing what somebody else is going to say or whether they're going to tell you that they don't like you because of that. If that's the case, I'd be really glad if those people just walked away from me. I don't need people like that in my life. And I would want you to have those valuable, authentic, transparent relationships that are unconditional that people would say, you know what, I, I may not agree with Valerie, but I absolutely love who she is. And if there's a philosophy, like if I were to go to the end of my life 
and where somebody, like I die, and somebody is standing up at my saying a few words about me, the thing that I would love for anybody and everybody to say is she never hid how she felt about anything. She never tried to be somebody other than who she is. That would be and I love her in that authenticity. And if you can do that, then you're living a full, full life. Yeah, that's so, me right now. Have been okay. for a long time. Well, then choosing yeah. the relationship, choosing a relationship, like letting go of anything that you've been dragging behind you, any old ideas, old outmoded experiences that you've had in your past with relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're ready to share your life with people, then let go of that old energy. And if you need some emotional freedom therapy, I do EFT. We can tap through it. If you want to do a session at some point, let me know. But, you know, this is... I don't think I'm hanging hanging on to anything. Well, there's something around around it. It felt like around your throat chakra... When there's like a binding up of that kind of energy, it's still that fear, that vulnerability of speaking, of sharing who we are with the world. So there is something that's kind of hanging out there. I mean, for that energy to kind of be pent up in that area. It can also, we can look at when that energy is that bottled up and pent up, we start to see physical ailments or disorders in that area, thyroid issues, vocal cord issues. Um, esophageal issues. So be mindful that obviously something has been going on and something's been kind of tagging along behind you. So uh, um, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just kind of telling no, you no. what I know. was coming up. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you. So choice. Pay attention to your body, and if that's what you want to do, you want a relationship, well, you got to start somewhere. Do you want to be, do you really want to be in relationship? You get to decide. And when you learn the answers to that question, Valerie, and you want Nicole to help you more, please call to NicoleNHenderson.com. So, Nicole, uh, we are reaching the end of today, and I wanted to ask you, like, I can see how many of the things, emotions, and past um, are still hanging in there. And what would be a good way to start clearing that from you, from your life, any resistance, things like that? Well, one is realize that we're all human and we all go through pretty much the same processes. So not beating yourself up would be one. Two is uh, body talk. Your your mind, your body believes what you think and what you say. So getting in and doing some cellular detoxification, you know, there is body talk therapy. There is the, the work that I do, cellular memory therapy, which is really talking to the trains of cells in your body. And I do, when I started this stuff, I did a 30-day intensive, which was I chose not to do any work in the world. I I just spent 30 days really getting in touch with all the junk that I was carrying around in all the cells of my body. And when I was done after 30 days, I felt 20 pounds lighter. 
and it absolutely changed my life. So once we get rid of the baggage that we're carrying, those emotions, and we come to terms with the things that we've carried from from all of our experiences, that there's a new world that, that waits for you on the other side of that. And don't be afraid to show your emotions. I mean, I spent two weeks, the first two weeks, being angry and crying. And then I spent the following two weeks after that laughing so hard my legs wouldn't even hold me up. Mm-hmm. So it, we don't realize how our experiences burden the physical body and how different life can be when we just look at some of the stuff that we've held inside. You don't have to try to do anything about it. Sometimes it's just good to see the experiences, the memories of those experiences. Um, but I've got, um, I can certainly, anybody who's interested in uh, on Sacred Time Tapping the Power Within, but I've also segmented out HEAL, H-E-A-L, which is the process of cellular memory detoxification. And I'm happy to send that stuff via email um, and in a PDF form. So people can just reach me through the website. Okay. Thank you, Nicole. So, uh, again, we have reached the end of today's show. So, you're coming back next month if people want to be on the show. Please put it on your calendars. And, Nicole, is there anything else you want to leave us with uh, before we say goodbye? Just be kind to yourself and everybody else. Everybody's going through something. You're not alone. They're not alone. We're here to do the dance together. And remember, Thanks, she'll be back. Thanks, Nicole. October 7th, on CU at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Enjoy your weekend. Remember, we are having a full moon tomorrow. Today is 9 9.